0: You're listening to Video Monsters, a weekly podcast. Uh, Well, uh, mostly weekly. Sometimes more, sometimes less. (sighs) All right, fine. A mostly weekly podcast of Creatures Talking Features with your hosts, Nathan Simmons and Eric Harris. Video Monsters is brought to you by the Chattanooga
1: Film Festival and Central Cinema in Knoxville, Tennessee. Follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or online at chatfilmfest.org and centralcinema865.com.
0: And links for each of these can also be found on our pages, so be sure to follow us at Video Monster Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as well. Hello and welcome to another episode of Video Monsters, the podcast that's been dead the whole time. I'm Kaiser Soze,
1: <laughs> and I'm uh, shit. I, don't, I wasn't prepared for this. I'm Eric, I guess,
2: <laughs> and I'm Agent Cool Young.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm I'm Tyler Durden. Fine, I have go with, <laughs> I'll go with the obvious one. Whatever.
0: See, I I could have sworn that you were going to go with, and I'm Luke's. I was. I was that.
1: I was the narrator the whole time. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: I am uh, Jack's uh, unprepared podcast segment.
0: you you are Jack's spoiler is what you are. Sure. <laughs> so uh, yes, uh, this is video Monsters, the <laughs> podcast that takes movies seriously, but not ourselves. I'm Nathan. Eric is uh, befuddled by my intro and uh dan's just rolling yes. with it and uh tonight we are going to be talking about all the spoilers all of them eric every single one
1: I, how did we how did we get on this topic like i was genu- whenever you sent us the outline for today's episode i was like wait what all the spoilers where's yes, all come of them from twist
0: yes We're gonna talk about literally ending. every spoiler that has ever been. Uh, it's because. You
1: spoiled the theme of the episode for me?
0: Yes. Uh, it's because we wanted to talk about a lot of movies that, that are very new. And I, unless we're just like, it's good. Watch it. Which says nothing and like isn't a conversation. Just about the only way that we're going to be able to talk about them is is to have some spoilers. I disagree. Um, but that's Okay.
2: I think we can honestly talk about Halloween Kills without ever having to talk about it. Because my God, the f- Facebook flame wars that I'm reading are, yeah. I think, and I liked Halloween Kills, but man, these flame wars are phenomenal. The uh, the fans getting into it.
1: The internet discourse <laughs> has been even more entertaining than the film itself, I have to say. Yeah. It's it's amazing that for a movie that I'm very just kind of eh on, like, it's fine, whatever. I, yeah. I don't love it. I don't particularly like it or but i don't dislike it either i I don't feel strongly about it it's just amazing that there's so many people who have like drawn battle lines over this movie (laughs) <laughs> well, the, uh, yeah we'll we're,
2: get, we'll
0: yeah. we're, we're but gonna get to that um we're we gonna get to that all right so we have a lot to get through in not a lot of time so that is going to limit some of our spoiler ness but we're going to be diving back into malignant a little bit even though the two of you have already brought it up there's a few things that i want to add to that conversation and there will be massive spoilers we're going to be talking <laughs> about Sundown, The Vampire in Retreat, because that movie is fucking awesome. And I, I can—I I don't even think it can be spoiled because who cares? It's you know from the 90s, late 80s, early 90s, whatever. I think it's it was awesome. late 80s, wasn't
2: it? <laughs> it, was na- oh, I think it was 89 like, and 91, depending on which source you're
0: Yeah, so like.
2: Yeah, that's right. 89,
0: yeah. uh, released in 91, kind of thing. Then we're going to be talking about Midnight Mass and then Halloween Kills. And then we will close things out with our transportation exploitation film of the week, Deep Rising. So uh, (laughs) we're going to start by saying all of these movies or uh, miniseries are awesome or at least okay. So uh, go watch all of them. I even though I've not seen Halloween Kills, I've seen the rest of them. And I recommend everything that we are going to be talking about on our list. So if you don't want any spoilers, but you do want to know where we stand on these movies? But we like them. We, we like all of them. Somewhere between like and love eh. and <laughs> What what which one are you airing?
1: I I'm not a am not a fan of Halloween kills. Dude, it's, it's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. Right. It's yeah,
0: it's fine. it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I've not seen it yet, but it's fine. Anyway, all right, go it, on. Anyway, okay, so I'm maybe maybe Halloween kills might be a tentative recommendation um But aside from that, I I recommend all these. Um, So, so yeah, they're all worth seeing. We're going to be getting into some spoilers starting now. So here's the thing with spoilers. And here is why I wanted this to be the theme of tonight's episode. Can a movie be spoiled like like literally spoiled in terms of can it ruin your experience of watching a movie? Yes, I would agree. Defend your answers. <laughs>
1: uh, I mean, I think it just depends. I, it, it depends on the filmmaker's intent. Like, if the filmmaker is has carefully constructed a narrative to follow a certain through line to, um, you know, to hide certain information from the viewer. Or, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, m- most of the time, like when we talk about spoilers, we're talking about things that are deliberately hidden away from the audience. I mean, you look at how far some of these filmmakers will go to hide the secrets of their movie before they ever come out because they don't want those things to leak out. Um and I think that so much of the emotional impact of some of these depends on you not knowing how the plot is going to unfold. I mean some people, you know, you look at people like Stephen King who constantly is spoiling his own stories in the middle of them because he's building suspense. He is telling you what's going to happen. And then the whole time you're just waiting for the shoe to drop. Right. Yeah. And that's, and you know, so in that case, like maybe it's not a big deal, but like in other cases, you know, it's, I I don't know. I, in my mind, like I'm the kind of person who I just want to experience a movie as is Mm -hmm. without any kind of, I'm, I'm happy to hear like what people think about it just in general. And I'm happy to hear like the general, plot of the film like what it's about but i don't want to i want to know what the movie's about i don't know i don't want to know how it is
2: about it yeah um i, I like that you you brought up king because uh, i'm i was going to use the example of the mist yeah i, I had read that short story <laughs> i loved that short story the ending of darabont's film was an absolute gut punch and, and i I'd, would have, i would have hated knowing that in advance i I did know that in advance and it's
1: it's the kind of thing where like i hear people talk about how the mist has one of the best ending i mean some people obviously hate it because it's it's such a gut pun so both of you
0: have seen it before right both of you have seen the mist
1: yeah i've finally seen it i Uh, i have not i I have
0: not seen the mist but doesn't he use like his last bullet to shoot the kid and then they drive out of the mist and everything's fine spoilers by the way
2: dude no, oh I mean for me especially <laughs> t- that film came Man, out that this film movie is out all the spoilers. My, that sure. that film came out when my kid was 10. Mm,
1: oh yeah, wow. Oh, so,
2: like when that happened I was just like oh no. You know, it, it it wrecked me seeing that in the theater. It was one of those films that I like yeah. had watched the credits to collect myself a little bit. I and I
1: genuinely think that part of the reason why I don't care for the mist that much is because I knew the ending going into it. Like I was somebody when somebody tells you the ending of that movie mm-hmm. and you're just waiting on it to happen, it's it's not nearly as impactful and it's just like when somebody tells you about it it's like, "Well, that's stupid. Like why would yeah. you do that?"
2: You it was get the the, up to it where he didn't King didn't have that ending in the short story. Yeah, the short, short story doesn't so, have an ending at all. So it was like all you know rarely ever do you see a film adaptation of a, a book you've read a bunch mm. that can genuinely surprise you like that film did right and i they, they drove off into the mist i'm like this movie's still going <laughs> yeah. what's happening like what what what's <laughs> happening why, what what why you know and then that half that moment happens and you're just like he went there holy cow yeah. you know and he he you went there. <laughs> it, it's the kind of thing that I think has taken
1: me a much a, a longer time to appreciate because mm-hmm. I was kind of I went into it not liking that that was the ending, and I, I have been meaning to. I've only seen it once. But I've been meaning to revisit it. Watch the black and white. Yeah, I want to watch the black, black and white because I had a problem with the CG when I watched it before. The, and C- I this, the, oh, the CG
2: is on the like the Shermanator tentacle is not good that's um, the one that kills me
1: it's so bad yeah. I, I it looks like makes it it's more much more well, black and white yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i'll get around to watching again but yeah and that's the thing, like there's certainly like, one of the movies i was thinking about trying to like think of examples before this i was thinking about something like sleepaway camp where <laughs> that is a movie <laughs> that i knew the ending of it like if somebody tells you the end of nathan's <laughs> <my face. laughs> if somebody tells you the end of sleepaway camp it doesn't necessarily spoil the experience of seeing the ending because there's nothing that can prepare you for how just uncanny it is and weird. Like there's, mm-hmm. I couldn't, we've, we did a whole episode on this and it's one of my favorite episodes of this podcast, but like knowing the ending does it, it almost like lulls you into a false sense of security where you're like, ah, oh, it's not gonna be that big of a deal. I know what's going to happen. And then when you see it, you're like, Oh fuck, what, what am I staring
2: at? What is happening? Oh yeah. Well, a, a, yeah, a is what what Andrea and I just watched that film recently. I've seen it a million times. She had never seen it. She guessed the ending before it happened.
1: Oh, see, and that's one thing I'm... I'm
2: I, that's she one thing I wasn't sure,
1: like, if the movie actually plants the seeds very well throughout it, for that. Because it, it feels it like it she, comes out of nowhere,
2: made, but... <laughs> probably a half an hour into it. Interesting. And I'm just like, oh, this will be interesting. But the ending still messed with her, because, like you said, it was so... She's like, why is it still, show- why is it hanging on this scene? You know? Why won't it go away? It's the kind of thing where it's like, you just you just
1: don't know what, what you're looking at. Yeah. Like, it is so, it's so, yeah. uh, it's just nothing compares to that experience of that yeah. ending. But I also still like, there's still a part of me that I'm like, I wonder how I would have felt if I had no idea that any of that was coming. Oh, like, wouldn't hit me even harder? Yes. I
2: saw that for the first time when I was, like, nine. Oh, oh my God. God. Was, I can't f- it, imagine seeing it at that age. Getting ready to go to, like, Cub Scout camp for the first time and watch that movie. I was like, no. Oh. I don't think <laughs> so, I would ever watch a horror movie again. So here,
0: here's where I stand on spoilers and, and all of that. I do not disagree with anything that either of you have said. And I completely agree that, like, the experience of cinema like that that's an important experience i mean that's why we do this podcast is we all love that experience if it was just oh we watched it it was good okay bye it, then we wouldn't spend you know hours upon hours talking about things and you know dissecting them here's where i probably differ from most people because i re-watch movies even movies that aren't necessarily good like each time that i watch it i just try to pick up something else and you know like i i even movies that have a twist ending, I will still go back and watch, and it's just a different experience. So, like knowing right. the end of it, to me, it's just like okay, well, then the first time I watch it is just going to be like the second time that I watch it, you know. And I, I, I don't know, like it just. But that robs
1: you of the first experience, which is often the it, best experience that you ever had. Like you think about the first time you watch, like but, I think about the first time I watched *Hereditary*, and how you know, like. I went into that not knowing how any of it was gonna play out, and I'm so glad I did. And I, I want to watch. I'm like honestly afraid to rewatch that movie because of how much that fucked me up. <laughs> um, but I want to re. Like I eventually will. But I feel like when you go into something knowing it, you th- those first experiences are often the most indelible. Those are the ones you kind of hold on to. I think. Well, until so- at least until like you experience. Like again, I think about watching movies with my kids. And how amazing it is to see it through there. Like, watching Alien with my 10-year-old son was one of the best experiences of my life. It reminded me of watching it all over again for the first time. And, like, it, it would have been... And, you know, I mean, I don't necessarily know if Alien's the kind of movie that can really be spoiled in the same way. Well, since if you it, don't know that chestburster
2: scene is coming. But, you know? uh, yeah.
1: Well, yeah, that's fair. That's that's the kind of thing where the chestburster thing I, I knew about he did not
2: though and ridley didn't even want to spoil it for the cast right exactly in the movie so
0: yeah those reactions are genuine so so here's the thing about that though and and like part of why i wanted us to spend a little bit of time talking about it before we dive into some of these movies i think that so many people have gotten like so like spoilers evil no like you can't say Anything about a movie without being, you know, like called out, like you're spoiling the movie. It's like you you can discuss a movie without spoiling it. And, and at times, I blame um uh, uh what's his name um ah uh, shit. Why am I drawing a blank on his name? The dude that did Star Trek and um AJ? Abrams. Yes, uh, Abrams. So like Abrams' mystery box of you know, like don't tell him anything about the movie other than this mystery. And so like then with the Star Wars movies, they he didn't make a movie. He made a mystery box and then threw in some, you know, Jedi shit. Like I, it's it's almost like people want so much of that mystery that if you give them anything, they're going to be like, "You spoiled it for me." And I'm going to use Malignant as an example in just a minute. But like I think that there is a balance between all of that. I think that there's a way to talk about movies and to give an opinion and to talk about what the movie is like, without giving like the details of the movie because you know like yeah with uh, with Sleepaway Camp, if someone were to explain everything about the movie, that's not spoiling it. That's them telling you their like you know step by step of the movie and like mm-hmm. that's that's not discussing it. That's just trying to to retell it. Um, or or you know like with Psycho. Even though that movie is however many decades old at this point, anyone who has not yet seen Psycho, I do not want to spoil that for them because that experience when you get to the end is like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. But there's also well, th- ways to talk about yeah. it and like give some of that anticipation of here's what to expect, you know, mm-hmm. um, and I. All right. So I'm, I'm going to use it kind of li- makes me think of yeah, go ahead.
1: Like I, it just it makes me think of like it, to tie it into a movie we'll talk about in a minute, Halloween Kills. When the trailer for Halloween Kills dropped, there were a ton of people who were pissed off. They're like, "Oh my god, they just showed you the whole movie. They showed you all the kills," because they did like a red band trailer. And it's like, no, oh, they, yeah, they didn't. It's like no, no they just murder like two hundred people in that movie instead of yeah. you know twenty. That she's well, I think actually, I think the actual body count is twenty. But um, but yeah, I mean, and and that's kind of the thing too, where it's it's. It's funny when people watch a trailer and then be mad that the trailer showed them the movie. Yep. It's like, that's why for me, like, if I'm, if I really want to watch a movie and I don't want to know anything about it, like, I'm just, I just skip the trailer. Like, I'm not going to watch the trailer and then be mad that yeah. I watch the trailer.
2: I, I've discussed <laughs> so, that with one of my other friends a lot, uh, particularly pertaining to, like, Marvel movies. Now people like that just showed the whole movie, and I'm like, I guarantee they just showed you stuff that was in the first 20 minutes. Yeah, right. And and it's kind of they structured it so you thought it was the whole movie. Exactly. Yeah, it is nowhere near that.
0: Well, I'm glad that you bring up Marvel because oh my god, how can Marvel movies be spoiled? Like they are so Mm -hmm. formulaic that like I cannot think of a way, like based off of all the Marvel movies. Uh, a lot of
1: them have twists in them. I mean, they're uh, very. Most of them yeah. are pretty like.
2: And Endgame game has a has a death you might not see coming.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, like I, I, I think that's it. Like character deaths, things like that. Easily, I mean, can like
0: spoiled, I spoilers spoilers as if it wasn't already clear literally every movie that we're going to mention is going to be uh, in spoiler territory if anyone is still yeah. listening like i know that iron man dies at the end of Endgame. game i know that captain america goes back and lives out his life with peggy and like i know these things and to me that's not spoiling it because i still want to see that journey of how they get there and also mm. it's an action movie and like any little twists to me are not where the movie is uh that that's not where the movie is a lot of horror movies i don't think that the twist is like where the movie lives there are some there sure, but there are some yeah, that's part of the then,
2: experience yeah what? but i mean then you have movies like you know the usual suspects where the twist is everything
0: the twist is everything and
2: it's a great film up until that point But if you know who Kaiser Soze is going in, I think it takes away from the film. That's true. Because you're going to be looking... You're going to be looking for those clues in advance. And that's
1: for this. And you won't moment. find them because they're not really there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I hate that. I, I think the usual suspects has one of the worst twist endings of all time. I, uh, I don't understand why people love it. I, I really don't.
0: Well, I think it's a great movie. Uh, I think that Brian Singer movie. is okay. incredibly problematic and that is a different conversation uh, in talking about, you know, art and artists and how there's a lot of great pieces of art. Did you that say Brian Singer. Love. Is that, mm-hmm. that what you said? Yeah. Oh just we're just well, gonna skip over the the other we're gonna skip over bigger,
2: here. Himself. HG, um, <laughs> yeah there's full uh Stephen baldwin
0: it was full of problematic people. <laughs> yep uh i i do think anyways, it's possible to love art and also find the artist despicable and it gets tricky and that is a conversation for a different episode um but i'm gonna use malignant as an example and and we're going to dive into malignant just a little bit just just a hair we're just going to crack open the skull of it just a little bit. So here's the thing with Malignant. Fun. Um before I watched it, everyone was being so cagey about it. They were like they would say either that it's the best movie ever or the worst movie ever or they hated it and so they absolutely loved it. But like no one It was one, the
2: Halloween kills of 3 weeks ago. Essentially. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. But like but like
0: no one was saying anything about it. Like I I didn't actively search out spoilers, but you know, I'm in a number of uh, horror groups on facebook and got a number of friends that you know like their life is horror movies and so of course they talk about it and obviously the two of you like as you saw it you posted some things and it's just like no one was saying anything except for like how divisive it was
1: it was a for for me it was like everybody was just like oh my god that third act though like it's crazy right
0: so so yeah there was was, there was that third act though and there was uh, Eric, you were comment of it's basically a remake of one of the movies that we covered earlier this year. And I guess The Shining, I guessed wrong, partially mm-hmm. wrong. I wasn't entirely wrong. I was mostly wrong. I, I think there's You're like
2: 99.9% wrong. But uh. yeah, well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they, there are some minor elements of there's this. a
2: scene in a hotel, I guess.
0: <laughs> Anywho.
1: There there are twins in The Shining. Yes. Yeah. So
0: <laughs> going into it, like I, I didn't really know what to expect. And before long, like not long into it at all, I was spoilers like, oh, this is basket case. Cool. Yeah. I love back, basket case. We talked about it during our Easter coverage and oh boy, that movie. Man, that movie. That is a... I, I still have belials ah, stuck in my head because it just that noise never it leaves you. I love Basket Case. Malignant was okay.
2: And next time your child screams at you, you should have like the belial scream on your phone and Just scream back at him. <laughs> Scream
0: back. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. So so like, but but here's the thing about that. If Eric, if you had said, oh dude, it's basically um, James Wan's version of Basket Case with like a little bit of the crow thrown in. I'd be like, oh, that sounds fucking awesome. And I would have been so on board and I probably would have loved the movie so much more. And to me, like that wouldn't be spoiling it because for one, it is so painfully obvious that it's a remake of of Basket Case. Now, if you've never seen Basket Case, then it's not spoiling anything because you have no idea what that reference is if you have seen Basket Case, it is impossible not to get that 10 minutes into the movie. Like, the opening scene oh, yeah. is basically just like, oh, yeah, I, I remember that, because I watched it a few months ago.
2: Yeah. I I am. I didn't immediately think Basket Case, but I immediately thought the dark half. Sure. Yeah. It's the dark half. And then, as it progressed, I'm like, okay, yeah, well, it's Basket Case. You can make that argument, too. But, yeah, that, it was not a surprise to me when you learned... That, you know, it was essentially a a Voldemort on the back of their head. (laughs) (laughs) The movie lays on the twin
1: aspect of it really thick to the point where, like, you almost... It makes the... Like, for me, it's like, am I this much smarter than this movie? Like, is this movie really... (laughs) Does this movie really think that I haven't figured it out by now? And I love that it does that, though, because it makes the actual reveal of it so much better. Because it's like, oh... I thought I had it figured out and I did, but I also absolutely did not have <laughs> yeah, it figured not, out not to,
2: not to the extreme. Not to the, yeah. Extreme to, the, to the
1: Exactly.
0: Well, and like, that's where it can get into some of the, if you say like every single step about when it's revealed and how it's revealed and why it's like, yeah, that I could see spoiling the movie. If you were just saying everything about it, but say it's basket case to me, that only makes me more excited about it. Um, and, and again, like I, I had yeah. a lot of fun with it. The entire time, I just kept thinking, though, I'd rather be watching uh, *Basket Case*, and and I, I don't mean that as a "ugh, why does *Malignant* exist?" or "ugh, the original was better." I'm not being one of those guys. *Malignant* is, is fun. I am so glad that *Malignant* exists. I love the fact that James Wan made a big budget, schlocky, '80s, oh, yeah. just, just, just B movie <clears throat> with just bad acting but i feel like purposefully bad acting i don't feel like they were bad actors i yeah. feel like they are trying to be cardboard characters and like even the cops at the very beginning like they almost it have kind that of kind of
1: plays out almost like a melodrama at the mm-hmm. beginning of it it really leans into it
0: yeah like the in cops, a way
1: where you yeah
0: yeah like the cops mm-hmm. at the beginning they almost sound like if you're watching a sitcom and on that sitcom they are watching a procedural cop show or like you're watching a sitcom yeah. that's making fun of CSI. That is how the cops seem at the beginning, and so like it it totally feels intentional. And I feel like giving people that heads up, you're not going to get as many of the oh this is a terrible movie. It's like no, it's a schlocky B yeah. movie that's like just aping on the '80s and having so yeah. much fun with it.
2: Yeah, I it's could totally of- picture people shutting that film off 45 minutes into it. I could be yeah. shutting it off. This 10 is just minutes garbage. <laughs>
1: I think part of it, too, like there are some cases where it's probably a good thing to warn someone ahead of time. Like what they're getting. You know, if you go into Malignant expecting The Conjuring, you're probably going to be disappointed because.
0: You're totally going to be disappointed. I mean,
1: especially, too, because the movie kind of feels like it does feel like James Bond is kind of under the beginning. The movie, but then it slowly becomes something else entirely. It is much more of that kind of drama, very over the top and very deliberately just kooky and bizarre and bonkers. And uh, if you're not going into the movie expecting that, then you're probably going to be like, what the f*** is going on here?
0: <laughs> yep. Uh, so one uh, one more thing that I want to say about Malignant, because, oh my God, there's so many more movies that would I want us to talk about, and we do not have enough time. Uh, the the guy that plays the main detective dude, uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I texted Eric and Dan about this as I was watching that guy seems like matt mercer doing his best keanu reeves impression and like in the best possible way and the entire movie i could not unsee that um and and so yeah the the entire movie i i just wanted matt mercer in that role just channeling his (laughs) inner keanu reeves and i i would have loved it even more but but yeah so like malignant, it's it's fine. It's a fine movie. It's not great. It's not good. It's fine. It's pretty. It's pretty good. It's I think it's, it's good. fine, but it's fun, and it is true. I like. I like. I I like love the that the it game exists.
2: Games, honestly, I I think if oh. I, when I do eventually rewatch Malignant I will probably j- just pop up on the last like forty five minutes. I don't think I need to resee the earlier stuff again.
1: It's a it's a bit long. Yeah, that the earlier stuff it, it does take a while to build up to it.
0: Mm-hmm. See, I That's would cut fair. the last. I, I would cut 30 minutes out of the last 45 when like, you oh said my here, God, you're when, an insane no, person. It's, it's the thing that you said of <laughs> am I really that much smarter than this movie where like, okay, yeah, I got it. They're twins. So now let's spend time watching her friend go to find that they are twins to then bring that back to her mom so that they can watch the video of her finding out that they are twins and it's just like,
1: oh, you would cut the video or are you? F-ing kidding no, kidding me right no, now? I didn't say no, that I would yeah. cut the
0: video. I said there's so much of just like, yeah, I got it. Move on. Like they, this, they yeah. could have trimmed That's that fair. a ton. And and it would have been a stronger movie. Um, but again, I
1: see where you're coming now.
0: But again, I feel like Juan was channeling just the the schlocky bad 80s movies that overexplain everything. And as someone who finds humor in over explaining the joke, I like it. It's it's fine. <laughs> it, it is not for everyone. And someone telling me beforehand what to expect I would have had so much more fun with it um, all right let's move on to sundown which is one of my surprise hits recently uh, because that movie it's just um, it's just silly is is what it is and Dan you have seen sundown yes
2: yes I have now
0: yeah and uh, Eric you have not yet correct Correct. Right. So the the story is reclusive vampires lounge in a lonely American town. They wear a sun cream to protect themselves. A descendant of Van Helsing arrives with hilarious consequences. I don't know if they're hilarious consequences, but.
2: I wouldn't go (laughs) as far as (laughs) (laughs) saying.
0: No, it is. It is mildly amusing. This movie at best is mildly amusing. But somehow. I mean, You you, you get full on Bruce Campbell in
2: goofy bruce campbell mode you so. get
0: you get goofy bruce campbell you get david carradine as like the godfather vampire you get um oh god so many people uh jim metzler why do i recognize that name what has he been in was he in um no i'm thinking of someone else uh you have uh emmett walsh who yeah i would not recognize that name um were it not for how many movies he has been in, uh, if you've ever seen *Race One in Arizona*, simple, man, One Yeah, I wouldn't recognize the name. Like if you said, uh. Emmett Walsh. Like, ah, uh, who? And then you'd show me his picture. Like, oh, right, that dude. Uh,
1: yeah. I always it, get him confused with the uh, the. Is it *America's Most Wanted*? Who's the John Walsh? Yeah, yeah. I, I would always get his name confused with.
0: Yeah, they, they look yeah. nothing alike. Dana Ashbrook, who again? don't recognize the name, yeah. he's the dude from Twin Peaks. I've never recognized, you just said Bobby from Twin Peaks. I'm exactly. like, oh yeah, him. <laughs> but- exactly. Uh, John Hancock, who has also been in a number of things, which again, like, I don't recognize the name. I, I keep thinking Herbie Hancock, uh, just because whenever I hear Hancock, that's the first one that I think of. And and just like a number of other people that if I said their name, you'd be like, yeah.
1: yeah. Ex- think like, of the Tommy Boy joke.
2: Yeah. My-, my favorite one for that is Dabs Greer. Who I think most people might recognize him. Uh, uh, he wa- he played Tom, the old Tom Hanks in Green Mile, like the guy, mm. the guy in the rap roster plays the old guy. But like if you go to his IMDb, it literally says he was sort of an everyman in his roles.
0: Yeah. Yep. Because but- he
2: never. He is the epitome of oh that guy, and so, he did so it funny. for like. And he did it for like 60 years. I mean, the guy had a lengthy career, but he shows up again as, you know, so there's, yeah, this film was filled with people who are like, oh yeah, that guy. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen them.
0: Yeah. Like I'm, I'm surprised that it didn't have Dick Miller is, is the kind of movie that it is. Uh, It's
2: it's not kidding.
0: It's not good. It, it is not a movie that I would sing its praises in terms of, like, how well it was made or how artfully crafted it was or how just, you know, like, just gut-bustingly funny it was. It's, it's fine. It's mildly amusing. But somehow, everything about this movie spoke so strongly to me that as soon as I finished watching it, I, I bought the Blu-ray. Because it's yeah. just... It's just so fun. It starts it starts out like the opening scene. So it's not a spoiler because this is like the first scene of the movie. It starts out with three old dudes. One of them being Emmett Walsh sitting um, sitting at a gas station like under an awning wearing like big sun hats and sunglasses and gloves and just you know sitting out in the sun just rocking on the chair and some like coked up 80s businessman dude comes in and is just being a dick and Emmett Walsh literally knocks his head off. (laughs) and it's just like Uh, oh man okay i am on board emmett walsh literally knocks his head
1: off should be the title of a movie like that should they should have just that should have been the movie name of
2: the movie yes i mean to show you what you're gonna get from i mean it's the same guy who directed both both waxwork movies uh, Hellraiser three. Oh yes. yeah, it's Anthony Hickok. Yes, yeah, and and yeah. Warlock the Armageddon. You know, he had himself a great like stretch there in the early nineties. So
0: yeah, but that's Ed. the
2: type of level you're gonna get for for quality, where it's it's fun. It's I would describe it as dorky. Yeah, you know, it, it, it it's is fun, but it's only gonna be fun to a very certain subsect of people.
0: It is an know? early nineties vampire western comedy nothing about mm. that should work but there's a no. shootout spoilers spoilers but again who cares there's a shootout at the end of this movie between vampires with spoilers wait for it wooden bullets werewolves oh <laughs> shoot,
1: shoot vampires with werewolves
0: <laughs> yes they shoot vampires with werewolves no like i mean come on how many other vampire movies have you seen that like the climactic vampire fight at the end is a western shootout where they're firing wooden bullets like come on it's just i i love this movie and i want everyone to see it again not good it is not one that uh that i'm gonna write home about with the quality but the enjoyment the enjoyment level was so high with that movie all right so uh okay so next up we have midnight mass but do you want to talk about halloween kills before we get into midnight mass
1: uh i'm good with whatever i mean yeah. i don't want to talk about midnight mass at all because i haven't seen it but uh let
0: right let's yeah. let's finish out our conversation on halloween kills then since you all have already started that and uh spoilers uh I don't care if you spoil the movie. You you can tell me tell me literally everything that happens, and I'd be like, okay, yeah. So it's another Halloween movie. Like if you tell me well, Jamie Lee Curtis what heard, dies in the first ten minutes, the like, Blu-ray
2: hey. release is the the Blu-ray release is going to have a different ending. So I don't even know if we could spoil it.
0: Why, you. really? Oh wow! Yeah,
2: I mean it
1: so. it. so you're so you're saying it's going to have a, an an ending instead of whatever the hell happened at the end of that movie yeah yeah because it definitely doesn't it, like i mean i guess you know they're saving it for halloween ends uh because yeah. uh halloween kills does
2: not have an ending it just it just stops. yeah it's an obvious middle child yeah, Obvious. for sure you know <laughs> so you, there's nothing you're not gonna get a catharsis or anything from this film
0: so when we were no. chatting about this earlier uh and and eric and i were getting into it about like Um, Just like, no, dude, movies can be spoiled. I'm like, no, they couldn't. All this other stuff. So I texted. All right. So uh, is Halloween kills anything other than. And to clarify, uh, before I say this, yes, more stuff can happen than this. But at its core, is Halloween kills basically people think that Mike Myers is either dead defeated fake and that the main character or characters are crazy and or traumatized until a bunch of people start dying then it's just a slasher fest for about 40 minutes Some main characters are going to die then just enough exposition crammed in at the end to give a resolution but obviously set up for the third uh, in the series is that an accurate description of Halloween kills
2: no
1: I, I, I yeah, I'm with Dan I don't really think it is
2: <laughs> no it's not <laughs> all
1: right I, I i get the i get the uh the you the are right thing about... that
2: you're trying to do here nathan but what, what, what you're right about some parts but not in the way you think you might be
0: and and that's fine but like my point with that especially when i was texting it was this is what like the 12th movie in a series that has a bunch mm-hmm. of different storylines that start and then end and then no, they reset it and then they
2: say no it's the third it's true. <laughs> sure, it's true.
1: Yes, it's true. i don't know what you're talking about it, there's halloween and halloween
0: 2018 and halloween it, in this storyline but like then don't they no bring other, in other no people other from movies
1: exist don't, I don't
0: know. Th- th- but but they do because like i saw halloween
1: 2018 killed all of the other sequels except for the fact that you see the mm-hmm. halloween masks from
0: them. halloween 3 in this one
1: i don't know what you're talking about
0: and like from what i heard they bring in one of the other characters from one of the other movies and so like like my point with that of fine whatever i don't care my point with that was how can you spoil halloween kills what could possibly be said about it that you'd be like okay that's like now my entire experience with it is is ruined and i never want to see it because you spoiled it
1: i like it's easy to like extrapolate it to just like this is basically how most of these movies play out but you're taking it you're, you're like stripping the movie of of everything. You're stripping everything out of the movies that make them movies. Like, you could say that about any movie and be like, oh, you can't spoil that. This is just like every other movie that exists.
2: But it's like, no, that's not what yeah, we I are. Mean, it's not a spoiler to say Michael Myers kills people in this right. movie. Right. And, and, and he's people gonna kill a main character. try not to die. You know, that's... Yeah. But, you know, I... I would I wouldn't want to I and I'm not saying this is a spoiler one way or the other. I wouldn't want to know if Jamie Curtis doesn't Jamie Lee Curtis doesn't make it out of this yeah. one or does. You know, I wouldn't want to know that going
1: in. Yeah, at one point before I watched the movie Allie was like, "So does Jamie Lee Curtis die in the new movie?" And I'm like, "Wait, what?" And she was like, "Yeah, there's a picture of her on Instagram and she's like covered in blood and she's like yeah. posing. It's not from the movie, but and I'm just like, I, I don't know, but if I I don't want to I mean, know. Like I'll, I- I'll tell was, you after I well, watch
2: it. I- I will spoil Halloween Resurrection because after you know Halloween H two O, you're like, oh my god, yes, Jamie Lee Curtis is back and she's in you know that one and she's in Resurrection, only to have her die five minutes into it, and then you're stuck with Busta Rhymes. So, <laughs> which I mean, you fair know. off,
0: it's Wh- fine. yeah. Where's the problem with that? <laughs>
2: there, there, you there. do get you do get some Busta foo, you know, at the <laughs> end of that.
1: <laughs> I haven't seen Resurrection. I knew all that ahead of time, but like I. Oh. I heard that it's probably the worst of the Halloween movies. Uh It is, but, but it is so enjoyably bad there's, for there's me. There's something about that premise that just seems it's insane to me that that movie exists. Yeah. I, I really Yeah, I
2: decide to, like to, you know, do a show from the Michael Myers's house, you know, they set up cameras and then whoops, Michael Myers actually shows up and starts killing <laughs> them all. And then so, Buster
1: arrives. Fights Michael Myers with kung fu like that. That's yes. that's just that's that was and, the pitch for the movie. I guarantee you. And they say really. we want Buster Rhymes to kung fu fight with Michael Myers, and they're like, "Here's twenty million dollars, go make so, it." Yeah.
0: So, I've not yet seen it either, but that makes me want to see the movie and makes me think yeah. like, "Oh man, that might be like my third favorite Halloween movie because oh, it it's sounds so bad. Good that." I'll defend it all day long. Jason X is one of my favorite Friday the Thirteenth movies because, like, it just leans into how just absurd it is. I think that I would love Halloween Resurrection because it just sounds so stupid.
2: Yeah, it is the Jason X of the Halloween franchise. It oh, is. <laughs> man,
0: I, can, I cannot wait to watch it then. So but, here, but I also feel like Halloween: the, Resurrection is
1: a very different kind of movie than Halloween Kills. Here, yes. okay. So, he, so here's like, the that's thing, the though. Context: A lot of people are missing with the whole like it's the twelfth entry of Halloween series. It's like these these movies are they yeah. don't share a DNA with one another.
0: Here's the yeah. thing, though. You said that you didn't like it, Dan. How how do you feel and, about Halloween Kills?
2: I I I enjoyed it. It's, okay, so it's, there were things I wish they would might not have done the way they did um yeah but there's some flashbacks that were I thought pretty mm-hmm. good um, and the kills were creative as hell for the most part brutal very very brutal compared to like some of the other slasher films out there especially in the halloween series but
0: Right. Well, so like, here, here's the I, thing with I that.
2: I fully enjoyed it, and I went in going, like, this is. I mean, it certainly helps that I was able to watch it on Peacock and I didn't have to, like, pay money for it. That <laughs> oh, always yeah. makes me too better. But it's, no, it, it, it will definitely tide me over. And again, it's, it's, I've gained more enjoyment out of it by listening to people freak the f- out about <laughs> it. <laughs> That's been way more enjoyable to me.
0: Sometimes that is the best part. So, like, here's the thing uh for for you to go through some of the things that you liked and didn't like about it and eric i'm going to ask you the same thing of all right why didn't you like it how is that spoiling the movie versus if you were just like okay it starts out with this scene and then it goes to this scene and then it goes to this scene like if you were just retelling the story scene for scene sure that's spoiling it but to say like oh yeah i didn't like it because these aspects I, I don't feel like that's spoiling the movie, yet. and I I don't even know like why this is the entire theme of it. Um, I think all of this is just leading up to the fact just, that I want to talk about um Midnight Mass, and I want to spoil it for Eric. But Eric, why <laughs> why did you not like Halloween Kills?
1: Well, to to address your point, it just depends on how deep and like I if I wanted sure. to, I could be like I don't like Halloween Kills because of this one thing that happens and then I could ruin it for you. But I don't I'm not gonna talk about it in that context. Um for me, like I think the what's interesting about these new movies and, and like kind of what I was getting at where there's a context that's missing is we're talking about like since these movies start a new timeline and they there is this kind of like different um I think there's a different expectation with the David Gordon Green Halloween movies because they're making sequels to the original Halloween film, for one thing. It's not like, you know, the Halloween series is kind of weird with compared to a lot of the other slasher movies because it's like, you know, all the Friday the 13th movies are basically pretty similar in quality. Some are better than others. But like, I don't think most people would argue that Friday the 13th is one of the best movies ever made, or even the best movie in that franchise, that would be the first movie. But with Halloween, there's something that's so different about it. Where it's like the first Halloween movie is perfect and one of the greatest, not just greatest horror movies, just greatest movies in general ever made. And the sequels, I think, are maybe not even quite up to Friday the Thirteenth levels in some of them. Uh, I haven't seen all of them, but like I, I don't think that the sequels are quite as well respected, but. When you have, like, a guy like David Gordon Green coming in, a guy who, like, started off as, as, like, an indie filmmaker making, like, serious dramas like George Washington and then does, like, Oscar bait-type movies, like, Stronger with Jake Gyllenhaal. Like, he, he is a guy who tries to say something with his movies. He's not just trying to make a straight slasher film. And he made the 2018 Halloween movie, which I think for a lot of people... I mean, it was pretty divisive as well. Um... But, like, he tried to make a movie that was saying something about generational trauma. And he made a movie that does a good job of, like, marrying the... Like, he understood the appeal of the original Halloween and that it's not, like, about a bunch of gruesome kills. It's about, like, how Michael Myers is the boogeyman and how he is this, like... There's something inevitable about him, and that makes it all the more terrifying. And I think with the 2018 movie, he does a really good job of like patiently teasing out those kills. He kind of goes the Rob Zombie route with like making them super gory and creative and stuff. But he he makes he he makes it scary. And I think in Halloween Kills, it's not a scary movie anymore. It's I am going to. He kind of skips like all the patient sequence building that he does in the 2018 movie. Like in the like I, I still can't walk out my back door with my motion sensor light without thinking of. Halloween 2018 because it has an incredible sequence oh, involving is emotions, really and it is where it takes its time to like build it up, and it makes Jason, it makes said so Jason Jesus, <laughs> Michael Myers scary sure. because it, he's he's a person, but he's also got this vaguely supernatural kind of presence to him where he never you never see him running, but he's always so fast you can never catch him like he's a shadow or something. But in the he, in the point, in the Halloween Kills, for one thing. J- Michael Myers is he's he's still interesting. Like I don't think they ruined the character necessarily. He's still got this, like weirdly he's got this kind of supernatural essence to him. He's still got this kind of like weirdly childlike kind of thing to what he's doing where you get the sense that he's just murdering people at random because he's fascinated by what he can do. Mm-hmm. um, and there there's something really interesting about the characterization. but but essentially, it, it loses all of the patience and the scariness it's just michael goes in and stabs somebody but then he like stabs them over and over again with multiple knives and then he it like it revels in the violence in a way that feels it feels wrong in
2: this series mm-hmm. to me like compared to yeah. the other movies yeah um, i'm gonna i'm gonna give it the benefit of the Doubt on that thinking one, if, hoping that maybe they're building to something in the third film, right? And that's thing, I'm also of the the mind that when you're making a trilogy, each film needs to somehow stand alone. Halloween,
1: yeah, I agree. I think Halloween Kills feels more like an epilogue than it does like a full movie. It feels yeah. like an epilogue to the 2018 movie that's just been stretched out to feature length, and it also has this has a problem where it doesn't have like a a narrative focus like I like it's very ambitious because it's trying to be more about Haddonfield as a town and how yeah Michael's actions affect them overall and it has like the you know it kind of has this very topical like storyline about mob justice yeah but it also doesn't really have anything to say about it other than like what it very explicitly has characters literally spell out for the audience like yeah oh my god we're the monsters now like it, uh, it's just so <laughs> yeah that so
2: that because it, it does, it 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 has a neat thing to say. Because I actually loved when you first meet Anthony Michael Hall's character. Yeah, that, it's a great and great the little set. bit he does. It's and a I'm great like, setup. God, right. that's great. Because yes, you know, in today's day and age, Michael Myers, a guy killing a you know six total people or so in one night, would not would be forgotten. Yeah, like, publicly. Except in that small town, if those people still lived there, yeah, they would still remember that it would still haunt them. It would still f*** them up. And I liked how it showed, like Tommy and his friend, how his friend was just a fucking gone, essentially. You know,
1: with Lonnie is what, yeah,
2: yeah, with Lonnie. I like yeah, know, how...
1: Lonnie and and I liked it. Like Lonnie is a is a character in the original film. He's the yeah. one that that uh, Loomis scares. Yeah, at the but house. I
2: also I like too. That with, like, Lonnie, you learn his kid was in the first film. Yeah. His kid was in 2018. I liked those little things that they did. The the, the, the couple that went to Halloween dressed in a stethoscope is then in part two in a much bigger yeah, yeah. way. I liked I loved those little things that they did because immediately yeah. before watching Halloween kills, you know, Same. That, that rewatch was very helpful for that. So I loved some of those things he did, but yeah, um, I know the one thing that everybody is complaining about is the, evil dies tonight, you know how it gets said. That's such a
1: stupid, I like that, I don't understand why that's one of the things people complain about.
2: I, I saw one of the, the things the people who are missing the point of that statement yeah. being said over and over and over again. I mean, it's essentially a drinking game. Yeah, that, that, like, that's, right. that's what I saw a number of about. You drink about. every time someone says that. But, it's, yeah, it's the crowd that isn't like, nobody would say that that many times. Yeah, yeah, yeah they do. There's, Have you been to a
1: protest? Have you seen yeah, the news? there's literally
2: every protest from, you know, the right wing. That's what they do. Um, Lock her up, you know.
1: Lock her up, blood and soil, all this other, like,
2: crazy shit that, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, that happens. You know, we will not be replaced. That's, ex- <laughs> you know, that's what he's getting at is how, I, and yeah. it makes it seem kind of stupid because I think he's saying that's how stupid you fucking look. When you yeah. do that,
1: I, I also think the movie, like, I feel like the messages are kind of mixed to a certain extent because it's like, it's like mob justice is bad, but also, like, isn't it cool how the, how they're trying to take, take it into their own hands, like, how they're banding together? Like, there's, there's some mixed messages. And but see,
2: there's precedent for that because they did the same thing in Halloween four and they ended up shooting one of their buddies in Halloween four, <laughs> like, <laughs> by accident. So it's, which, and,
1: and I, I don't mind it, like, if it's being, like, morally gray but i feel like the movie just doesn't really have a particular point it's trying to make necessarily and and it's been so much time on that on that thread and so it's it's a little disappointing that it's that it feels so kind of shallow but i mean at the end of like i don't particularly love the movie or anything but i also still recommend watching it like i didn't hate it's an entertaining movie i just don't think that it is successful at what it is trying to do
2: yeah the, the it would have been a little bit more successful for me if the the case of mistaken identity wasn't a guy who essentially looked like Danny DeVito. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because I'm not mistaking Dan- like that guy for Michael Myers.
1: No, it's so. Ever. It's so. That dumb. guy
2: is obviously like five foot three, horribly out of
1: shape. He's, he's the ping. He looks like the penguin. Yeah, daddy <laughs> yeah, did like, like
0: the penguin, in there like, "There's Myers right there." No, like, <laughs> what, oh, what what happened was they were confusing uh, the shape with out of shape.
2: With, with no, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh so, man, but like, yeah, no one I think would have made that assumption that that was Michael Myers. But so mm-hmm. that. But that guy was also in 2018, you know, when they talk about the guy with his umbrella, because they show him Oh
1: my God, he has an umbrella He is the f***ing penguin Holy shit, yeah, (laughs) you're right, I
0: forgot So, everything that y'all have just been saying like, to me, tempers my expectations so much more, it's like, okay, now I have a much clearer picture of what this movie is going to be, and again, like I'm so far behind on my Halloween watching that I've basically just watched the first three and like I, I, I don't care I'm eventually going to watch the series but it's also just like yeah, it's, it's it's fine it's a slasher after the the first one was perfect mm. the third one was amazing I, I feel like the rest and of them are just kind of like yeah and or and not <laughs> <laughs> but the in, first, in my good. case
1: like I I wasn't expect like I saw that the reviews were kind of mixed so I wasn't expecting to love it or anything but I also did immediate like rewatch twenty eighteen immediately before Halloween? Mm-hmm. Or I keep saying twenty eighteen. Dan, I like your yours better. You you call it H four O.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Uh
1: But I watched H four O right before, it, and I I sincerely love that movie. I think it. I do too. I, I that's think it's like really a Four great. and a
2: half level star film. Yeah, for
1: me. I I I think I gave it a four out of five. I I legitimately love that movie the second halloween movie as we all know so but like everything you've just been saying halloween movie
0: (laughs) everything that you've just been saying to me none of it is really a surprise especially some of the things like oh it's just a bunch of kills for the sake of kills and like talking about that as a problem it's like yeah that great kills sure but like that also to me sounds like oh that's how i felt about halloween too you know like i love halloween because it was so much about just like the characters and the kills weren't all right here's another one like you were invested mm. in them and so like i have uh, said this about a number of movies but like you get some of that cat and mouse style thing where like the shape is creepy because he is creeping halloween too it's yeah. just like all right there's just a dude walking through Haddonfield just like destroying everything everything's on fire Mm-hmm. i just don't care about halloween 2 i watch it and i have fun with it but it's, I, I don't care i
1: feel yeah i feel exactly the same way about halloween 2 that i feel about halloween kills where it's like yeah it's fine i'll watch it i don't have a problem with it yeah. overall i i just i i'm not mad i'm disappointed sure well yeah, and like, um but when i I'll I'll watch it again go i'll to, know what to i'll know what it is and I'll, I'll have more fun with it i'm sure
2: yeah i found a guy on online in one of the groups i'm in who actually has edited halloween one and two together with the additional with like the deleted scenes into like Ooh, one and i ordered it off him for like 25 bucks when when <laughs> it arrives and i watch it i'll let you know how it is because i was just fascinated by this that is one. interesting someone took the time to do that like i've <laughs> got to kind of see that how they did that
0: yeah and like that that could be awesome yeah maybe I don't know. Definitely let us know. I'm I'm very curious about that. Um all right, let's move on to Midnight Mass.
1: <laughs> all right Here? guys, I'll uh, I'll catch you later.
0: We 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 are probably going to be spoiling Midnight Mass a little bit.
2: I can't do that to him. I can't spoil. I will spoil.
0: If if you do not want <laughs> any spoilers, go take a bathroom break because I want you back uh, to talk about Deep Rising.
1: I don't, oh, fuck, I forgot we got to talk about deep Rise and holy if, shit! If you
0: are going years. to stick around, we will talk about it in the most roundabout way. And like, I because here's the thing: I want to talk about the themes. I don't right. want to talk about specifics because
2: the themes I think you can talk about just fine without spoiling it. Right?
0: Because that like that's the thing: the specifics that would yeah. spoil it to me don't matter. Th- there are two things that I feel like could spoil Midnight Mass. Uh, one of them I'm not going to say. What happens? I might say I, what? I literally, happen? I'm might.
1: I just going to say, I literally don't know any of the plot. I have no idea what this movie is actually about other than a priest shows up at like a seaside town. That,
0: that, that, that doesn't matter. The plot doesn't matter. The themes matter. Yeah, There are two things that could potentially spoil this movie. I'm not going to say what they are, but when they happen. Which mm-hmm. I don't feel like it's a spoiler. It's just uh, the end of episode four.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I that's am, a Plan Again. I am. Yeah,
2: exactly. I am. Yeah, if, if, you're, if you've seen Plan stuff, you know when it's coming, right? I yeah. mean, it's he, only seven episodes compared to ten. Yeah, so but the, you will still know when it's going to happen.
0: Yeah, the end of episode okay. four. I'm glad that episode five exists. That's mm-hmm. what I'll say about it. And if you've seen the, uh, the Midnight Mass, then you understand, hopefully, <laughs> what I mean by that. Episode seven. It's uh, like I I don't like episode seven. For a reason that we, uh, it's difficult to say without questionably spoiling it. I mean, that if you, you want, I have,
1: my, I have my strawberry shortcake right here. I, I can take my headphones out and mute and just like eat this while you guys, we, we, <laughs> we'll,
0: while you we'll guys talk, discuss it. We'll talk about the themes when we get to episode seven. Then yes, take out uh, your headphones, eat your shortcake, and, and we'll jump back into it. So here's the thing about Midnight the Mass. And uh, again, the plot doesn't matter the characters do not matter. I don't feel like it can be spoiled because I do not feel like the spoilers actually affect anything because we
1: don't care about them
0: because two things. Number one, um, and, and, and I uh, texted both of you. This is like, uh, does it really count as a spoiler? If you totally know what's happening from the trailer and the first 10 minutes of, of the show, like I don't think that you can if get,
1: you've never uh, seen a seen a you can, trailer.
0: okay you cannot get past the first sequence of this movie and or, uh, of the series and not know that it's about a vampire like
1: well yeah you did already spoil that for me So, yeah.
0: but but again like that's that is literally the first scene of the movie it's like oh all right, there's that's a vampire fine. I mean it, it could be that's something not. else it could be a demon it could be some other sort of just you know swamp monster it could be some other sort of ghoul but like to me the difference of like all right is it this kind of monster or this kind of monster it, it, it doesn't matter and also it's obvious it's a vampire it just just is uh see so like none of the details to me about midnight mass matter whatsoever because this entire series is the theme of faith and finding your faith and losing your faith and how faith will you up and how faith will other people up and it is See, this is fine
1: because this is like this is like catnip to me right like you're just making me so much like even more excited to watch this because that's my that's that leftover shit that I'm all
2: about yep it's an absolutely phenomenal take on like Either the destructive powers of faith or the redemptive powers of faith, how, how you search for faith, how, how faith might find you when you're not expecting it, how it can reach you.
0: How how people bastardize faith to do what they want it to do and not what it should be doing.
2: How those people can take what. Can seem like a very honest and loving Message and just twist it and distort it To for their own means And how oh, that man. can How that can go out of control Yep i'm actually yeah. really
1: enjoying this guys Keep going oh. so, yeah. um,
0: so eric and i have like, mentioned this a number this of times On the podcast podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> Eric and i have mentioned this a number of times On the podcast we're christian we've grown up christian We are christian mm. in the south and Also we we like watching horror movies and Saying fuck a lot like <laughs> we we are that kind of Christian and like Midnight Mass feels like it was made for people like us because the characters it, it, okay, anyone who has not either grown up in a small town or grown up around the church some of the characters in this show might seem odd or they might seem a little too eccentric or they might be like what? No one's actually like that yeah. I can I can <laughs> Sorry, I ahead. didn't grow
2: up. I didn't grow up in the church at all. Like I was actually asked very politely to not return to Sunday school when I was like five <laughs> because I would not stop asking questions, uh, right. and I was not satisfied with their answer. So my my parents were basically using it as a as a free daycare.
0: <laughs> sure,
2: we did not attend other church services, so they just like please take your child home and don't don't bring him back. <laughs> um, but yeah, I came I, out I did, church. Yeah. What, a he, what a heathen. <laughs> they, I did not. They expected me to sing the song, My God is an Awesome God, and I wanted proof. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I'm not singing that song until you tell me why. And they're like, well, he oh, made the man. trees. And I'm like, no, that's not how trees grow. The Trees grow <laughs> due to sunlight, not God. And they're like, well, God makes the sun. I'm like the sun is gas burning gas. So, did you, you have know, this you...
1: problem in school when they asked you to do the pledge of allegiance to like, what am I pledging yes. allegiance? to? Yes, I did.
2: I, I questioned authority from a very young age, <laughs> but only in like mild ways. Um, uh. But I grew up like this, this, the town ta- it's an Island based town. These towns exist in Maine. My yeah. buddy, Chris taught on us in a one room school. You know, when he first got his teaching degree, he went yeah. off and taught on an Island. That had like 18 kids, and he taught grades like six through 12. In Isn't one it, is it in like a New
1: Englandish kind
2: of yeah. area? I, I know they filmed it on the West Coast, I believe. I think, you know, off the oh, islands okay. of like Vancouver and everything. And people do, so it could very easily, and they do not try like terrible Maine accents or anything like that. But it has that very either. I mean, I guess there are islands like this on the Pacific, like off of off of Washington, as well. Mm -hmm. But I mean, Maine has literally hundreds Mm -hmm. of islands like that off its coast. Yeah, where it's these tiny one room communities. Um, you you the only way to get to and from it is the ferry, you know Mm -hmm. that type of thing. Um, they exist on the coast of Maine, and those people are fucking weird. (laughs) Like (laughs) (laughs) what? 100% (laughs) 100%. And <laughs> like man you, you know even the... like the coast the like the, the ones who are in, like the small fishing communities on the, the the mainland are like don't talk to them they're weird.
0: <laughs> well, and um, like, I didn't grow up yeah. in that town or that style of town, but again, the people. You know, like th- there's one character in particular that is extremely pious and, you know, seemingly like the most devout person on on the island mm-hmm. i don't want to say the most faithful but the most devout yeah. and just th- this character's mannerisms like 30 seconds uh, into meeting the character i was like oh fuck her because oh, yeah. i know that character like so so well it is the people in church that it, it again if you've grown up in the church or around the south you know the phrase god bless your heart where you know that is basically the uh, the old church lady's way of saying hey you want some juicy gossip you know like that's that that's the thing that churchy people say before calling someone a trollop like oh god bless her heart you know just she she just you know she's she's out there just living in sin type of thing she's the whore
2: of babylon god Ig- bless her heart exactly
0: <laughs> yeah just oh, he's he's on the meth again god bless his heart you know
2: and but i also i like i also the show gets into like because my only I, um my friend tom grew up catholic and if i spent the night at his house on a saturday night i had the option of going to church with him in sunday morning or my mom could pick me up Mm-hmm. usually chose my mom picking me up sure but the one time I'm like eh, screw it I'll go let's see what this is all about and it happened to be on like communion day you know like the big communion one and I was just uh-huh. it was so strange to me and I opened it as someone who knew a little about church but had never like seen like the, the the taking of the Eucharist and all of that and it was just it was it was strange and unusual and just weird. And this show kind of gets into that a little bit, just how
0: odd it actually kind of is what they're uh, doing. Here's one of the things that I love about how it's handled, though. Yes, it shows that it's kind of odd, but it does not show these people as crazy. And like, no, that's not at all. I, I love the fact that it has a very realistic, critical view of faith and, and Christianity and the church. Without it being a cynical view, and without be like it being very yeah, judgmental, or oh, right the, without the
2: preacher it. is one of my favorite characters oh, God, in recent shows because he's just so committed and so he his faith is real. You know whether or not you you agree with the direction it goes, you honestly think that man is a good man trying to do what is right. Yeah, following these specific teachings. And without getting into more of it, like he makes some astounding, like leaps of logic that work for a certain type of thing where you are just like, how did that not get thought of before that? This is being used to explain this.
0: Yeah. And, and I love it. okay, Okay. So like probably the second or third episode, I did call some of the details about what there was one. Big detail that I did not uh, figure out. Like, the I, I didn't figure out the detail of how or why, which uh, mm-hmm. it's difficult to talk about without <laughs> without talking about <laughs> it.
2: Um, but but hey, again, like, there's,
0: You're <clears throat> they, there's a lot of things about this show that, when you are just looking at that horror aspect, again, they're not really that big of surprises, and I don't feel mm-hmm. like they're supposed to be reveals because. Midnight mass is not about the vampire. There is a vampire. It is not about the vampire. It is about the people. It's about the town. It's about faith. Okay. And, and again, it it's just such a powerful show that I it's man. It's so good. And I have a problem with the ending, which we'll get to in just a second. Uh, I feel like there was one other thing that I wanted to mention.
1: And Robert Longstreet is in this. I'm super excited about that. He's one of my favorite, uh, he, he's in Halloween Kills. He's Lonnie in Halloween Kills. <laughs> um, he's uh, he's one of my favorite uh, bit players in the Flanagan Troop. Uh, he, he's mm-hmm. Mr. Dudley in Haunting of Hill House and he has like the greatest monologue of yeah. that entire television show and there are a lot well, of monologues in that show. I,
2: I'm glad you like monologues because uh, oh, Midnight Mass is full of monologues. Give too. me, give
1: me all a the characters too talky. with their existential pontifications Looking out over the sea. Right, I'll take it. Oh, yeah. Dude. Yeah. Yes.
0: You,
2: you're going to love this show because this show is full of that.
0: It Nathan, is the, it is did a little you ever too watch
2: talking. Hunting of Hill House? No.
0: Uh, oh, dude. Uh, I'll get oh, to it. God. I'll get
2: to it. Do this to him now, Eric. Where we talk about Hill House without without
1: spoiling the, it. They're dead the entire like time with the leftovers for me too. Like it's one of the greatest television they, things they, I've ever seen. They're dead it's the entire so
0: time, right? Or like it's their future ghosts coming back and haunting them? Uh, no, no, not exactly. Not exactly. Good. So about
2: <laughs> the people, it's not about the ghosts.
1: It's <laughs> exactly. okay. I'm just gonna flip it back hold a mirror up to you (laughs) yeah it's about the people but the people also don't matter well if you hold a mirror up to (laughs) midnight
0: mash you wouldn't be able to see it because it's a vampire the yes okay ah i I feel like there was one more thing that i wanted to say about it there there are some minor quibbles that i have like just throughout the entire series that don't matter that i don't care about it's like uh yeah it's too talky i don't care i'm still invested you know there's there's some decisions that's like they wouldn't be diving that deep into a conversation with this person at this point I, I don't care it's that's it, whatever
2: Dude, a TV show talk to an Islander yes you will
0: <laughs> fair <laughs> enough uh, but, yes, but yeah, some, will. some of it is yeah it's a TV show some of it is whatever but yeah if uh, Yeah, there were other things that I wanted to say, but I can't think of them right now. So let's talk about episode seven. Eric, if you want to have your shortcake. I I will let uh... you know do what i i said if you want to eat your shortcake i'll, I'll just like start pointing at you when it's time to yeah, come we'll back. wave wave and okay. stuff like i need, we need to come up ring. with like
1: a hand signal for this is good podcasting because you know people who are listening yeah you can flap your wings that's fine oh, yeah. okay <laughs> all right. yeah. enjoy your conversation fellas I'm, I'm gonna i'm not gonna mute my mic though so you're gonna hear every bit of this
0: no all right be- because all a, right. a rapper on uh on podcast is terrible so yep. major 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 wait, 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 spoilers no. right, okay yep. major spoilers i love the fact that it's questionable whether or not it's actually a vampire like it's a vampire but is it major spoilers oh, i i have to emphasize I, uh, that if you are still I, listening me, we are spoiling the shit out of this so skip ahead about yeah. five minutes if you don't want spoilers
2: I immediately, when that happened, I'm like, right now there is a church goer freaking the fuck out because they're equating angels to vampires and it's working. (laughs) It's like such a wonderful comparison where you're like, these rules work and he's using their own, he's using Bible quotes to prove this that yeah. angels could be vampires
0: and like i i've made the joke for a while about jesus being the first zombie because you know he came yeah. back uh, but rather than looking for brains he was looking for souls but vampire works so much better and like uh dracula 2000 i think um you know like they they Mm -hmm. played with some of that biblical stuff in terms of you know like vampires being fallen angels and like it being judas and you know like because he was rejected like that's how whatever so like there's been some of that stuff in terms of tying christianity and and faith into vampirism but man the way that this is handled and yeah. the fact well, that the vampire never speaks and is referred to mm-hmm. as an angel and yeah. it's just <laughs> ooh, it it is unsettlingly good. And like, it is so obviously a vampire, oh. but Oh, holy shit. What if it's not? Oh,
2: oh my God. When it comes, when it comes out in the robes, it, I was oh, just like, my God, Oh, so that's beautiful. <laughs> well, and,
0: and one of the things that I love before we get like into episode seven proper, the one of the things that I love about how this show handles uh, faith and again sort of like the bastardi- bastardization of faith mm-hmm. is it's kind of saying religion can be incredibly dangerous and again I'm saying yeah. that as a Christian and mm-hmm. like e- even as a kid I think that I was maybe like 11 or 12 maybe a little bit older but I was young and I saw the hypocrisy in church and I was like okay people suck like people are the worst they fuck up people aren't god and and so like at a very early age i separated the two which is why i am totally fine <laughs> with calling out bullshit in the church because somebody needs to more people need yeah. to but i'm not going to like attack someone's faith and like why also yeah. you know like people of other faiths it's like yes absolutely I like this is my belief. I, what I, if I'm wrong? I don't I, know if I'm I, wrong. I, I, the yeah.
2: one, the sheriff and his kid, yeah, being most that was handled so well. And when you eventually get to his monologue about why he's on the island, God, yeah, <clears throat> you're just like, goddamn, that hits so that hits so well. Yep, you know, and I, ev- everything that he's done up to that point makes such great sense based on that.
0: Yeah. You know? It it's so much about this movie is or the series is so beautifully handled, and again, it will hit you emotionally. And oh yeah, you know, like I, I've oh, got the, friends dealing with the addiction.
2: Boat scene with him with riley and what and what's her name in the in the out in the boat yeah and that, then when the credits roll and you just hear her crying over the credits yeah i'm like god that's such a great touch
0: well and i so uh, i i was i was mad at the end of episode four I was like but how, why did you you can't just kill riley like that he's the alleged main character what the what but, but you need his death you, you need his death to move yep. forward and because of the way that he had been going through aa because he had been trying yeah. to handle his addiction because of all of these other things that he had been through in life those were the things prepping him to be able to resist the yeah. like addictive drive of sucking mm-hmm. someone's blood yeah. And again, it's handled so well. And
2: and that just reminded mm. me of the scene where he finds out, like, what happened to the drunk. Yeah. Because that, that, oh, God, when the drunk got killed, I was just like, oh, man, he was just finding himself, you know, after years of feeling tortured by what he had done. He was finally starting to kind of come out of that. And they killed him. Yep. And then, and then Riley finds out because the preacher mentions that he went to go visit his sister. Just yep. a little conversation piece. And you're yep. like, oh.
0: Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it, it, it's so good. So here's the thing about episode seven. Mm-hmm. And I, why I don't know how I feel about it. I don't know. I, I think that it's probably the way that it should have ended. I almost feel like it needed one more episode because like there's it's so slow and there's so much buildup, and like you see where things are going and then again major spoilers everyone turns into vampires they all die the end Mm -hmm. and i I just i don't know i feel like it's almost anticlimactic just in terms of it's all leading to this thing and then everything just falls apart and i i don't know I don't know if I wanted that last episode drawn out and being spread out over two, so it was two episodes worth of that night, or yeah. if I want the next day episode. And and I don't know, there's just something yeah. about it that I was like, I...
2: yeah, That's I, one of those things I wonder because this was filmed during COVID. Like, did this affect it? Right. Did he have to maybe cut, because his other two shows had been ten episodes. This was seven. Yeah, And I know one of the things I actually liked about it was the island was very, very empty because they could not have extras on screen. Hmm. That's why, like, pretty much everyone you see on that island is an actual character, not just someone walking around, because they couldn't have extras.
0: Yeah, there's only, like, 20 people, maybe, on the island, feels like.
2: Yes, that made it feel much more, you know, cloistered. Because they could only have, they could only, they had to basically, you know, quarantine with their set with their crew, so they had to limit the crew. So I'm wondering if that was maybe why it didn't feel like, like it might have ended a little quicker than it should have.
0: Yeah, and and I think one of the other things that bugs me about it is, and, and again, like I, I loved it. I I would gladly rewatch it right now. I don't have time to watch all seven episodes right now, but I would. The, I, I think one of the things that also bugs me about it is. Feels like there's too much that is introduced at the end. So like finding out, again, major spoilers that the priest is uh uh, the one girl's the the doctor's dad. It's like I Yeah You don't you don't need that for the story to work, and somehow I feel like it actually cheapens it a little bit because of all of those because of his monologue and all of his uh revelations of, you know, like everything that I did, I was doing for you because i wanted us to have a second chance and it was like i yeah. okay it took it from being like a very religious like feeling like this was an angel and like he was bringing yeah. all of this stuff back to this island and then it just made it selfish and i i feel like mm-hmm. it messed up his character a little bit and then like there's some of those decisions at the end when uh when he does see her and he's like yeah run out the back it's okay and like he has his hand on the candle and then like is about to like not burn it down. i just i don't know it, it feels like there's a few things that happen that it's just like i they might be the logical thing with the internal logic of what's been happening but i don't know how i felt about it
2: man did i love uh, i i keep i keep reading your name so i just keep referring to her as mrs carmody um I loved her revelation when she realized after sending out people to burn the structures that daylight was coming and there were no structures left because they had burnt them all. And that look on her face, I was just like, Oh, that's beautiful.
0: Yeah. Beautiful. How that
2: worked out. And uh, (laughs)
0: again, there's so many Eric is uh, texting us in the chat to hurry up. (laughs) Like there's so many things about that in terms of like, uh, man, there's so much that we could talk about that we need to just yeah. move on a little bit. We
2: need to make sure he watches this soon, so we can have a full episode just on that.
0: We really could do an entire series, and uh, we we could probably do a two episode run, like leading up to. I, I,
2: I would love to do like a month of Flanagan, man. Just everything about him, I fucking love. <laughs> uh,
0: we can do that in a future month for Flanuary.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> with, with that, uh, we'll, we'll bring Eric back in and uh, sure. they, there's so much more that we could say about Midnight Mass. It is great. Definitely watch it. But again, if you're listening to this, you've already <laughs> heard everything and or have seen it. But yeah, at episode seven, I just I, I don't feel like it was wrong. I just don't know if it was right. Somehow it felt felt off. It, it didn't. I, I, don't, I don't know. I love it. Overall, episode seven bugged me a little bit. All right, let's bring Eric back in. <laughs> I mean, if he doesn't put his headphones back on, we'll just carry on without him. So, Eric. Hey there, fellas. So, uh, so again, at the end of episode seven, you know when uh, we're we're not doing that, uh, uh, but I we did know. we we did decide. Yeah, I I I thought about all right, what can I say. But then I was going to give an actual spoiler and saying like, I can't do that. Uh, we did you guys decide- see my, my, my gifts I was sending? We, They're pretty I, cool. I, I did. Um, Also, we've decided in some future month we are going to do Flanuary.
1: <laughs> oh, I love it! Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah.
0: I, yeah. I, I figured you would. Hey, uh, can, we,
1: can we just do flanny twenty two? Just n- do flannigan stuff all year?
0: No. <laughs> no no. but um maybe next year we are going to go to somers camp and talk about the movies of steven somers but it was just
1: (laughs) oh why did you why did you mispronounce his name the first time i feel like we're going to somers camp to do steven somers
0: to, to emphasize that it's spelled differently anywho Let's talk about Deep sure, Rising, sure. guys, because <laughs> we've already been talking too long, and I want to go to sleep.
1: Yeah, I, I almost fell asleep. I was I was pretty tired. That Strawberry sh- Shortcake was uh, was great,
0: though. So, in case anybody wanted to know. deep Deep Rising, Dan, what are your thoughts on Deep Rising?
2: I love Deep Rising. It's 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 a uh, trashster piece. You know, it's <laughs> just good, solid B movie fun.
0: Yep. Yeah, uh,
2: it's kind of a perfect
1: movie. I mean, like, it's it's obviously not, like, an especially smart or original movie in any way, shape, no. or form. But, like, for what it is, it is is perfectly executed. I mean, like, it it's the kind of movie that it, it gets the job done, it knows what it's here to do, and it does exactly what you want it to do.
0: If you want your 80s action movies thrown into your 70s creature feature flicks, uh Deep Rising is for you.
1: Yeah, that's pretty much exactly how I described it on my on my Letterboxd review because it's <laughs> like I love that it basically like in my mind it it's, it feels like Steven Summer's went in to this is like a, isn't this like a Disney movie technically? It's like Hollywood Pictures isn't that a Disney subsidiary or was this Disney? Uh <laughs> anyway, So Steven Summers goes up to Mickey Mouse and he's like, all right, I've got a movie. Yes. I'm making Die Hard on a Boat. And Mickey's like, okay, we already did that. It's the sequel to Die Hard on a Bus. However, (laughs) what if we do Die Hard on a Boat, but the boat is full of tentacle monsters? Yes. And it's like, yes, perfect. (laughs) <laughs> um, it's it's just it's it's incredible, if, and it's also like one of the things that I was kind of concerned about going into this movie was I kept hearing that like all the C- that it had a lot of CGI and it was all really bad, mm-hmm. so I was expecting a lot more CGI than there actually is. Like most of the the sets and everything are all practically built. Yeah, it looks great. Has tons of like smoke and water everywhere. Like it's all flooded sets, which is a thing that I just I love to see in movies. Um. And, but, like, the tentacle monsters are CG. They're not that great. But there is one gore scene, like, gore gag in this movie that is
0: Gorgeous?
1: It's gorgeous.
0: <laughs> and I was kind of... Are you talking like, about the one where the dude's face is melted away? It's
1: Billy. Yeah, yeah. Billy. Ooh, they, they're like, it's Christ, beautiful. it's Billy, and he's, like, half digested. And I was just like, I rewound the movie three times to watch it over and over again it's so disgusting and so well executed for something that is mostly cgi in 1998 it yeah, looks yep. so so disgusting as,
0: as he's giving his best belial impersonation because you know like yeah. everything about him is just melted away and it's oh, it's so gross and he's
1: got he holds
2: his hand up and you can like I, see through it and see the bones and tendons and shit
0: if, it's just,
1: if
2: you look up Deep Rising on IMDb and look up the actor who plays Billy, that's legit. It's his IMDb photo. IMDb photo. Yeah. It's awesome. M-
0: it's so awesome. It's so awesome. <laughs> so, um, you guys need to watch this movie with headphones in because when they're walking down the hallway and walking through the blood, all of those squelchy noises in headphones, like, you really get the Yeah. <laughs> and it is I think intentionally hilarious when he's doing that or when they're doing that. Uh, yeah, it's fun. If you've ever wanted to see trimmers and grabber, not grabbers. Uh, yeah, no grabbers. That's the Irish one, right? Yeah. 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 So if you've ever wanted to see trimmers and grabbers have a baby with the Poseidon adventure, uh, (laughs) that's deep rising.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, man, the cast in this movie is so great. Uh, Mm -hmm. I have a I have a a mild exception to that, but it's not a big deal. Um, I mostly just want to say that I love Kevin J O'Connor, and I wish that he was in everything. Like he's, I'm so such a great weirdo. Are
0: are you talking about Shaggy?
1: What do what? So are you
0: talking about Shaggy?
1: Shaggy? Yeah. Oh, you mean because he's got like the long hair?
0: Because he is obviously doing his best impersonation of Shaggy. From I, mean, I to, guess that that's
1: fair, yeah, because he's like scared and he's always wanted. To,
0: but like, and he even talks like it, a man, like he's got the broken voice the entire time. He he is one <laughs> that is thousand percent a live action Shaggy. Th- I there's really no question think about, about, about
1: that. that. You're actually you're totally of course I'm right. Totally, totally right. <laughs> um, but he's so great. Like he's he. I'm so impressed by actors like him who are able to play like characters that are supposed to be annoying and are it also are like are are annoying like you understand why he would annoy everyone around him but he but they're also endearing like also he's like the hudson and aliens of this movie (laughs) um it's just so he's also in uh i always think of him from the mummy he's benny and the mummy yeah. movies and he's really good in that too he's the guy with the fed he, he's got a fez I think in
0: those uh, um, Deep Rising also has Treat Williams who is an absolute treat in this movie I don't care what uh, Eric has good, to say he is exactly what this movie needs he,
1: it, I just think about how like they try. They initially wanted Harrison Ford in the movie, so they got like great value Harrison Ford instead. <laughs> yeah,
2: see, good, I, good good luck trying to get Harrison Ford for this one, guys. Oh, good I know. Luck.
1: It's crazy that they even tried.
0: I yeah. love mm-hmm. that. Uh, I love that it's not someone with as much machismo. I love that it's just kind of you know just I mean, bad he, version of it.
1: I do like that he's kind of dorky. Like they, he
2: they could have shot for Dennis Quaid. Maybe
1: Dennis, Qua- Dennis
0: Quaid would have been.
1: Would have been so good. Brendan so Fraser good. would have been
0: Not, absolutely perfect for it.
1: Brendan, I mean, yeah, Brendan. Fra- Brendan Fraser is like is the platonic ideal. Yeah, like he. They, it's like that's the moment when Stephen Summers really nails it. Is when he gets Brendan Fraser because he's definitely. Treat Williams is doing what Brendan Fraser, absolutely nails in the Mummy, mm-hmm. where it's like he is a badass action hero, but he's also kind of a dope.
0: Yep. Yeah. Um, uh, it, this movie also has Femke Jansen. It also has uh, dollar store uh, Nick Nolte, who every (laughs) single time that I see him, I kept thinking, Uh, "Is that Nick Nolte?" Like I, even looking at his IMDb, uh, Anthony healed, held, held. Yeah, Mm -hmm. uh, Yeah. I I cannot look at him and not see Nick Nolte, uh, younger brother or something. Um, It also has Wes Studi, who again don't recognize the name he's awesome but he's been in a ton of things that uh, that I love like he's uh, the Sphinx from um, Mystery Men
2: or, mm. you know in last of the Mohicans yeah I
1: love that you went straight
2: to you went you Man, though. <laughs>
0: <laughs> are you surprised it's got Jason no, Fleming what? who is uh, you know a, a, a very angular British dude uh, yes. it's also got Jimon Hansu. Yes. oh, oh yeah
2: of course he's he's so good yep
0: he is a badass <laughs> he to went through. from
2: like amistad to this i love it <laughs> yeah i know because i've read <laughs> you roger... can't get enough of boats God,
1: i read roger ebert's review of deep rising and he was he mentions that he was like huh yeah he was really good in Amistad." uh where the, he's in this movie because <laughs> uh, unfortunately roger ebert not a fan of deep rising I, uh, I
0: can understand why people wouldn't like this those people are wrong because yeah. it's just it's just like it's kind so of
1: fun like you're how you are with malignant where it's like i'd rather be watching basket case i feel like with roger ebert his whole review is basically i'd rather be watching alien oh <laughs> see
0: here's the thing um for a large portion of this movie, I thought I'm having so much more fun with Deep Rising than I am with Aliens.
2: <laughs> uh, and I'm them. just saying, um, I'm not just, taking that leap with you, but yeah, I'm,
1: I'm just... i mean, it is it is absolutely ripping off Aliens in mm. every scene. Which, if you're going to rip off a movie, then you know you want to rip off one of the greatest movies ever made. But uh, hey. so, it, I mean, sure, that's that's fine. It is hey. very fun. It is a fun movie. It
0: it is. It is a blast. A also, little blast with say, an explosion and a jet movie ski. Every
1: should have... Sorry, was I interrupting you?
0: Oh, no, I was just talking about explosions.
1: Oh, okay. I was just... I, well, I was going to say every single movie should have a jet ski chase sequence with lots of explosions, um, uh, because yes. that scene in this movie is just outstanding. It's so, basically so Han Solo escaping fun.
0: from the Death Star in his uh, Millennium Falcon. In, yep, that's in, exactly <laughs> who it is.
1: Uh, again, it's mo- everything that happens in this movie you've seen in other movies, but you've just never seen them in quite this way. It's like, I mean, see, this is, well, no, this isn't Steven Summers' first movie, but uh, it's his first real movie. Uh, we're gonna go with, <laughs> but like, I, I feel like if you're gonna make a movie, like, and you're gonna steal from other things, like, just you're they're basically stealing all of the best scenes from all of the best movies and putting them into one movie, like. So, I mean, I've got to admire that.
0: Dude, this is his fourth movie.
1: It's his fourth movie. Yeah, I know. He did like some Disney stuff before this,
0: and and then he did, he did the like Van a Mo- and Ven, sorry, Van Helsing, Jungle Book. And what is? This? I've never seen Van Helsing. It's fine. Yeah, I'm kind of
2: afraid to watch Van Helsing. I did not care for Van Helsing at all. I I should probably I haven't rewatched it since my initial theater viewing, and I went in wanting the mummy for that no and I, it did not <laughs> deliver that to me at all so maybe i should rewatch it but
0: we oh, we need to do
2: disappointing it. initial theater viewing
0: we need to do a series of uh sort of like the matrix inspired fairy tales so things like hansel and gretel uh witch hunters and little red riding hood uh the one with uh uh, uh amanda seyfried is that who's in that one
1: i'm i'm not gonna watch that movie now. and and vin <laughs> helsing i'm i'm not i'm not watching red Dude, those, hood. those would
0: be fun they're not good, like, but they'd be fun. That's not a good movie. You're w- whatever, dude.
1: I, I worked in a movie theater when that came out and uh it that's the that's from that's I, a Catherine Hardwick movie, isn't it? That's like I'm a, just a saying Twilight.
0: I'm just saying that would be a fun series.
1: Yeah, yeah just with a different red riding hood movie.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Let's just do the <laughs> let's just do the 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 werewolf sequence from Trigger Treat. Oh shit, that's a spoiler, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I did it already. Oh well, you've fine. spoiled everything. uh Yeah, uh, Deep Rising, great movie. Go watch it; a lot of fun.
1: Man, I feel like there was one other thing I wanted to mention about Deep Rising, and I cannot think about what it was. Think what it was. Uh, shout out to Rob Bottin; he does the creature design. Creatures great. uh Yeah, I don't know. It's good. Yeah. It's funny. It's scary. It's all all the things you want out of a movie. Yep. I, oh, oh, what I was gonna say is, I'm. It's the kind of movie that I absolutely love and also was deeply frustrated by the entire time not because i didn't like it but because i liked it so much that i had i wish that i had seen it as a kid and like it easily could have been one of those movies that i just watched on repeat over and over again and i can't believe i never like i remember this movie being on cable all the time and i i think i sometimes would get it confused with deep impact (laughs) um but yeah, for oh. for whatever reason, I d- I never watched this when I was younger, and I'm I'm kicking myself because I this could have easily been one of my favorite
2: movies.
0: We are the VHS
2: box art was awesome too because it was the treat Williams and Falmke Jansen on the Sea do like coming right <laughs> at you. Yeah, and it had like the
0: the
1: like that me- the like corrugated metal or not corrugated. You know, like it had that sheet metal background that felt yeah. very like Terminator esque sort <laughs> of. A- that was a very popular. Uh, Yes, it was. It, it, it looks really goofy now, but it was a very popular choice for VHS k- covers back <laughs> in the day.
0: <laughs> yep. Uh, and at some point, probably not this year, because we already have a a theme for December. We are totally going to do a Deep Simber, where we cover movies like The Deep and Deep Rising and Deep Impact and uh, Deep yep. Star Six and
1: ah, the Deep Deep Ends. <laughs> ha. ha. Sorry, ha. I, I didn't have a I didn't have a punchline for that. I just, just was going to say Deep Ends. No, get it because deep end, and it sounds kind of like depends.
0: No, I don't. I don't get it. Oh, I'm sorry, Nathan. It's
1: see, weird. it's not fun whenever I try to explain the joke because then you just like <laughs> don't. You don't take the bait like I do. <laughs>
0: it's. A, I, I'm just saying it was a very shallow joke. Is uh, is all that I'm saying.
1: <laughs> that is uh, that's fair. <laughs> Deep Rising has a 30% on Rotten Tomatoes. Who watched Deep Rising and did not have a good time? That's like, it's so sad.
0: Anyone who watched The Expendables and thought, you know, this needs more giant squid tentacle monsters uh, eating people and digesting them. That's who this
1: movie is. Oh, you know what? You you know what the problem with Deep Rising was? Uh, Apparently, it came out like a few weeks after Titanic. Yeah. That's the problem with Deep Rising. That's why nobody liked it. So uh, like why would we watch this tiny boat movie when we have this enormous boat movie because made titanic by the guy di- who made the movie that you clearly are trying to <laughs> like redo with deep rising
0: because titanic did not have tentacle monsters that is true now if it had That's that would have been better
1: it it oh had, my God. well i mean the- it did have billy zane though which is pretty close to a tentacle
0: monster. the <laughs> first kill i think the first kill in, uh, I in feel Deep like Rising. Billy Zane
2: should have been in Deep Rising. Not you
0: know what? I, I could have had a Billy Zane <laughs> yeah. instead of a Treat Williams.
2: Oh, but who would we? Who would we flip for
1: him? Like, who would we put? I, oh Billy no! Billy Zane Williams.
2: as Treat Williams. Like, no, su- no. Switch, but, those, switch those two out. Make, make, make Treat Williams the swap yeah, Billy make Zane an out. with an older man, you know, because that seems in line with that time. And that swap, it actually does. That's true. Yeah. Swap Billy so yeah, Zane we're out. those two out.
0: <laughs> swap Billy Zane out with Thelma Jansen. <laughs>
1: I like that idea, too. Actually, I'm liking this <laughs> Treat Williams idea, because the one thing about Billy Zane in Titanic is that, like, you would know immediately when you see him that he's a dickhead, Yeah, and he's he's like... But, like, if you have somebody like Treat Williams in there, it's like, yeah, he, he seems like a nice guy, so it'd probably make it, like, even more see, upsetting when he becomes, like, the controlling yeah. asshole boyfriend who tries to murder them so while the ship is sinking
0: all of this talk of treat Williams and we'll uh, Titanic by we, the way we'll start wrapping things up here all of this talk of treat Williams just makes me want like a series of movies that um, are you know like you know classic ish one of these movies is not a classic but like reworked to where treat Williams is playing at least one of the roles so like a treat car named desire where you know it's a street car named desire <laughs> but with <laughs> treat Williams or you know treat fighter uh, where uh he's the end boss that, <laughs> that everyone else is working up to <laughs> or uh, or sesame treat where uh it's a dude inside of a uh, a big bird costume but instead of big bird it's treat Williams so it's just oh, a child. i, like
2: I want to watch walter hill's treats of fire yeah <laughs> <laughs> All
1: of yours are, are street related. I find that funny. Why, I would there's like three I would say, other I would
0: few things you treat. can make treat into. Well, I mean, there's a trick or treat, trick or treat, uh, or trick or treat. I was treat. say,
1: yeah, you could just. What about treat, pray, love? <laughs>
0: <Yes>. <laughs> I, w-
1: I would actually watch the hell out of that movie. Yeah. <laughs> treat, drink, oh, man, man, woman, you
2: know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Good stuff. Oh man!
2: <sighs>
0: yep, it's, it's good. Good times. Yeah,
2: all right, it's it's nearing midnight.
1: I know. Yeah. We're all, I'm, st- I'm like I am fading.
0: Yep, I, <laughs> I immediately ran out of steam. So, treat. uh, I was
1: gonna just say... yeah. All right, I'm sorry. Go on.
0: Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh huh. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's th- uh-huh. those are words. All right, Dan. Where do you want people to find you?
2: You can find me at my website. It's so late. I'm forgetting its title now. Uh, HBO to Front Row dot com and on uh, Twitter at HBO to Front Row.
0: And Eric, where do you want people to treat you with words?
1: Uh, I'm sad because I was going to say you can find me on Treater. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't really work, but uh, I am on Twitter at the TheChimerican uh, that is spelled T-H-E-C-H-I-M-E-R-I-C-A-N uh, I'm also on Instagram at Chimerican Reviews and on Letterboxd at Eric J-A-Y.
0: And you can follow me slash the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd at VideoMonsterPod. Or you can follow me personally on Letterboxd at the TheGargyle. That's G-A-R-G-Y-L-E because it is a gargoyle wearing an Argyle sweater. And if you enjoyed this episode and want to keep coming back for more, just uh, do a search for Video Monsters wherever you get your podcast. Like, subscribe, uh, leave those positive reviews, and uh, tell your friends. Tell, tell them about the podcast and that it is good, and then listen to it with them and laugh along with them and spoil it with them. Spo- t- tell all the jokes before we tell them. Just <laughs> spoil- <laughs> Don't do that. You would be the worst if you listen to the podcast, memorized all of the jokes, and then ruined every single joke listening to it uh, with someone else. It's a terrible suggestion. Please do not do that. Uh, and By the time this episode comes out, uh, we will already have been at the Knoxville Horror Film Festival. But if you are listening to this live, then be sure to uh, get your passes and and see us there. Uh, And if you're listening to this in the future, or, you know, the present for you, but future for us, then uh, be sure to come back for our Knoxville Horror Film Fest coverage and all of the other fun things that we have coming up in future months as we very sadly bid farewell to Halloween, which makes me kind of sad. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. But we have more things planned. All right. Um, yeah. Go spoil a movie for someone that you love. And then <laughs> share your experience in the Video Monsters Discord server. And um, yep, guess that's it. All right. That's what <laughs> for this episode of Video Monsters. I'm Nathan. And I'm...
2: Eric I'm
0: Dan <laughs> Eric you sounded hey, like you had a joke
1: well I was about to I was about to say I'm treat but I was like that's not even a joke that's just saying the word treat <laughs> 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 hey what about treat impact does that work yes. treat rising I mean I just I already got the movies confused
0: how, how about pet cemetery treat pet cemetery treat
1: what about the last treat tale
0: American treat
1: um. Uh, mm-hmm. Mhm. Uh actually I don't know what that is.
0: <laughs> American teal.
1: Treat throat. But that doesn't even rhyme. Like what are you what, uh, we, what the hell are you doing?
0: We're, we're going to have to include deep throat on our deep Simber
1: <laughs> I am am I'm probably not going to watch Deep Throat that, that's
0: do, 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 you, do you want a spoiler?
1: <laughs> it's in her throat. <laughs> Did they? Did they? Did they find it?
0: They, they did.
1: They found it. Okay. A
0: tiny little treat, Williams, at the back of her throat. <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: my
1: god! Uh, hide and treat. That's, there you go. Hide and treat. Oh man. Good night, everybody. Oh. <laughs> That's, that's that's where that <laughs> ends. Good. Yes.
2: <laughs>